Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. This week we have a very special guest, my friend Allie Wyckoff. She is a freelance photographer and she lives in North Carolina, but we met through concerts. So Allie, if you'd like to say anything about yourself before we start. Oh, well, um, hi, I'm Allie. Um, I am 24 and Jordan is one of my favorite people. And I'm so excited to be on this podcast because every other episode I've heard is incredible. And yeah, I love to take pictures and I love music. And I'm really glad that Jordan asked me to do this. So, hey, hey, girl. Hey, (laughs) Allie is one of my favorite people. I just like, she is like one of the first people I think of when I think of people that I've met at shows or through music and like friend wise, like she's just the best so I'm so yeah, glad we met over like two years ago now yeah and like a city that neither of us live in because of music which yep. is so cool so let's start with that so we met through mutual friends and social media but our first time hanging out in person was at Lollapalooza in Chicago in 2018 which remains probably my favorite concert or favorite festival that I've ever been to easily um, yeah down. <laughs> um probably would have changed this year had festivals happened but because they didn't um Chicago Chicago is like one of my favorite cities too like I just love it there so we met there and we were originally like we always say this but we were only supposed to like say hi and then like go about our ways like at the festival yeah no you couldn't get rid of us (laughs) nope nope we ended up like hanging out the entire weekend and honestly I'm glad because I think like I mean, I was with Ian, we were having a great time, but it was just so fun to like experience it with like a group of friends. And I knew so many people there, weirdly, like a bunch of people from New York, like when that I was friends with, it was just crazy. Like, I guess the lineup that year just had like a lot of people excited because oh, it was so was good. <laughs> it was so crazy. I felt like I knew everyone. Um, but yeah. And then after Lollapalooza, how would you say our friendship has evolved? <laughs> Um, like an insane amount. I've been to your dorm, your home, met your parents. You have come to my house in North Carolina. So like literally over two years, we've like, it's been from like, okay, like Jordan's like a concert buddy. Like we can go hang out at shows and like whatever. But then it's like evolved into like, you're literally one of my favorite people and best friends. So like thankful for Lala. Yeah, And I always, I was thinking about this earlier when you asked me to do the podcast. I just think it's so funny because um, like when we did meet at Lala, like I had a horrible week. <laughs> like oh I had, God, I remember. Like, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually shocked that you wanted to hang out with us the entire time. Cause I was like having on and off panic attacks because it, there was just so much going on, yeah. but like the, the festival itself was just so good. So I was able to like get out of it. And like you and Ian were so helpful, but I'm like, I can't believe they still wanted to hang out with me. Oh my God. Like you wouldn't know, like we were having so much fun. Like, it's not like you were like a bummer or anything. Like, I don't even know. I know. in a bad mood, honestly. Right. But the thing was, is like, you didn't know me yet. Yeah. And that was why I was like, okay, these are like really good friends. Like these are people that they can, they don't know me. They're seeing me like at my worst when I'm like anxious and shaky and like really upset. And they're still like, nope, we're going to get her out of it. And we're going to have a good time. I'm like, oh, they're going to be, they're going to be my good friends. And then fast forward, here we are. Yeah. And in a new city, like it was my first time being there. And Ian's yeah. too. I was just surprised that mm-hmm. like, it was so like stress-free of a trip. Like for me, at least like navigating the city and getting to the festival every day was like a piece of cake. And I like, it really was. I was shocked. I mean, we came from different places, obviously. Yeah. But like we um we like took the train in too from like a different place than you did we came from opposite directions but the ease of it was so nice like compared to other festivals that I know you and you and I have been to like governor's ball for example yeah like that was that is not uh (laughs) that is ease does not come into my uh mind when I think of getting to and from that festival but Lala was like the easiest thing ever they had multiple exits and like you could actually experience it without the stress of like, where am I going? What am I doing? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like 
I'm in a new place where I don't know anybody like where am I gonna go but that was super nice yeah well and I think you're one of the oldest one of like the oldest festivals in the U.S. so like they know what they have experience you know whatever so for sure um so how would you just I mean obviously very Mm -hmm. similarly we go to a lot of shows a lot of festivals like how would you describe your relationship with like as a fan like with artists Oh boy. Um, <laughs> how do I de- completely describe that? Well, I feel like for different artists, it's different. Like how I would describe myself like as a fan. Like there are some artists where like they could be one of my favorite artists of all time, but there's no way I'm waiting all day in line for a show to go see them, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'll be there. But mm-hmm. like the experience of being like on the barricade or like being close up, wouldn't be worth it to see that kind of specific artist like depending but like you know me and I mean your listeners don't so I'll (laughs) tell them but like I love so many (laughs) different genres of music so like if I'm going to like wait in line for a show and like as a fan like be what people would call like completely standing like it's Mm -hmm. going to be a live show where I know my experience is going to be better so that's why like my relationship with like being a fan with different artists, it just varies so much, especially when it comes to like live music or even like, um, like when a lot of the artists that I enjoy listening to, like just release music, like there are some where I'm like at midnight, I absolutely have to hear this. Yeah. Whereas like, there's another artist I may like more, but I'm like, okay, that can wait till tomorrow though. Like I know I'll be in a better space to like listen or whatever. Yeah. So it's very different, but like my favorite artists, like they, it varies from like beautiful, like strings, piano, classic, like very like laid back, low key, just like what I would refer to as just like gorgeous to like, I want to go uh, like bang my head and throw people in a pit and yeah. lose my mind. Like <laughs> there's barely any in the middles yeah. for like my taste in music and especially of like going to different shows and whatnot. But um, that's why like my relationship with as like being a fan with like artists is totally different. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something that like comes with like maturity too. Like I almost feel like because like as I'm getting older, I kind of relate a lot more to that where I'm like, I really don't need to be out all day waiting in line for this artist. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of reserve that for like, you know, the top like people, like one to three artists that I like feel that way about. And I think oh, that yeah. that comes with like getting older because in high school and like I mean, I'm still in college, but in my like earlier college years, it was definitely something that I just like didn't think about. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to wait out all day. But like now it's like, oh yeah, my back hurts. Like, yeah, (laughs) like I don't want to be doing that. Like, so no, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I, the last show, I, the last two shows I waited in line for, oh my gosh. So first the like very last one was the neighborhood Mm -hmm. where I had seen that show the night before yeah and I really enjoyed it but I'm like why am I waiting all day in line when I saw the show last night and I know I like it but like it's really not going to enhance my experience that much it actually kind of did though so I'm like kind of glad I did it at the end but it always pays off it it did it was so fun but then the, uh, the one before that I saw Tyler the creator in Greensboro and that venue staff was the worst I had ever seen in my life they had a horrible system of like and like I really wanted to wait in line all day for that because not only was it Tyler who like I had only seen at festivals like from really far away but Blood Orange opened for him and that's Mm -hmm. like one of my favorite artists of all time so I like needed to be barricade venue staff was horrible I ended up getting trampled I almost pulled this girl by her ponytail I cried had a panic attack on the barricade someone told me that no one cares about me (laughs) it was the worst experience ever I'm like all right I'm about to be at the time I was like I'm about to be 24 I can't be doing this anymore like I my body can't handle it I don't like I don't know all of these kids were so young too and like really disrespectful like not just not that young kids are all disrespectful that's not true (laughs) at at concerts but like these kids were 
and I'm just like Mm-mm, I'm not doing it anymore I really yeah. can't for a show like that I will I will pay the extra money if it means I get a seat and yeah. that's what I'll do but yeah we can't be like in our 20s like getting into like altercations with 16 year olds anymore like <laughs> I used to be the 16 year old but not anymore <laughs> like like you just get yeah. to a point where you're it like was- all right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> at one point I just looked at this kid I was just like you're mean like you're just really mean <laughs> and I'm sure the kid was right. like who is this like <laughs> well he had like trampled over like one of my friends we had been waiting in line all day and he literally like busted a w- girl out for the barricade spot and I'm like you were mean and disrespectful like we waited in line all day and you cut the line as soon as doors open mm-hmm. and you just elbowed a girl and I'm just like what is this it, it gets even more wild the more I go so I'm just like yeah. I'm taking it easy mind it's been easy to take it easy now because of COVID but yeah, yeah now I'm like maybe I am I ready miss, to like throw elbows <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly <laughs> we've, we've had time to wait now <laughs> yeah so I'm so. Kind of ready but so I mean okay what was like how how did you get into this like how did you get into like photography and just being a fan like this because I like to ask I mean it's similar for a lot of my friends just because we're all in the same like genre but yeah. because you have like kind of like a wider variety mm-hmm. like I'd love to know like what got you into music I know you're a Jonas Brothers fan but <laughs> so Oh my god. <laughs> I may or may not have seen the Jonas Brothers like 11 times. Oh my but god. <laughs> um I always just loved <laughs> It's fine. I didn't um, know it was that many. Really? Oh girl, yeah, 6th grade through like I I couldn't stop. I could not stop. But wow. I have this best friend her name's Tiffany. Um she's incredible, but her parents would drive us everywhere to go see them and like we've been best friends since sixth grade because of that oh I love him I love her it's yeah we've never seen them apart like from each other yeah crazy but um no I've always just I think I went to my first concert when I was like seven and it was Hilary Duff and I I know the queenery (laughs) but um I never remember like not wanting to go to concerts I don't know my mom also when she was like my age now she worked for a radio station and she was a head banger like she loved all kinds of music and she introduced me to so much so like if we were in the car we were listening to music my mom taught me so much just about like what she listened to and like she's like met and like seen so many bands live I think she's seen like Guns N' Roses like 12 times or like something crazy like she actually just found her like ticket to her first ever concert at her parents house the other day from 19 no not her first ever one but like when she was working at the radio station from 1991 and she has it in her phone case because it makes her happy to look at um oh my god why is she like (laughs) I know (laughs) she is I love her so much but I've just always like loved music like that so like going to shows and like seeing it live and experience it, it the way that like the artist really wants you to take it in has always just been so cool to me um so but when it comes to like taking photos that's actually really wild because a good friend of mine like found like a manual film camera one day and then I happened to like go to a thrift store in South Carolina and found this like flip open 35 millimeter camera like it the, the, it looks like a canister and it like had a lens cap that like opened up with this big flash on it and I I thought it was a camcorder when I bought it but it was only like five bucks and then I saw that it took 35 millimeter film and was like oh I can mess around with this like I know where she gets her film developed and stuff and I can back like when I was doing that that was only like three or four years ago but film was so much cheaper than it is now because it wasn't like super popular yet. So I could go to Walmart and get like five rolls of film for like $13. And so, and getting it developed was only like $10 a roll for 36 exposures. Now it's like almost 20, which is crazy now. It's so much more expensive to shoot film. But um, at the time I was just like, oh, whatever. So a week after I found that camera, I took a train to New York City um, which was 12 hours, horrible, hated it so much. Mm. I, some guy pulled a knife out on me when we stopped in Philly. 
really not on me. Like he wasn't threatening. He wasn't threatening me, but he pulled it out. Like I'm gonna go see my ex girlfriend. Something crazy. I'm like, I gotta get off this train. Like I'm sorry, it was crazy. But I was silly. (laughs) It is what it is. But I was actually going for a similar reason that we're talking about. I was going because Brockhampton was playing in New York, and it was their first ever tour. And I already was gonna go see them, but it was more about meeting my friends from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Ugh, this train is like 150 bucks. Like, who cares? I'm just gonna go. I can get there super cheap. I have a friend to stay with. Like, yeah. I'll get to meet all of my online friends. And I hadn't met Brockhampton yet because um, my shows were after. So I was like really excited to meet them because I had like had a relationship with them for a minute. But um, I was so nervous meeting my friends and I was not nervous about, about meeting Brockhampton at all. Like I met my friends and I was shaking, oh but then I God. met Brockhampton and like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, when I started taking photos, I had found that camera a week before I did that trip and got to wow. like take portraits of Brockhampton and they kind of went viral. Yes. And so after that, I was like, maybe I'm good at this like because other photographers were reaching out to me like why'd you shoot this on I'm like honestly this like point and shoot that I thrifted that I didn't even know how to really work that much and and they would be like oh I thought you were like a professional and I'm like this is the third roll of film I've ever shot like I don't know what I'm doing I just like did it so then after that I was like wait this is really really fun so I just wanted to travel to shows and like any I could get to and just not only take pictures of like who's performing but then take pictures of just like people in line that I meet and like my friends and you know it's just so fun to me because it's like documenting a culture that like not a lot of people can really like experience unless they like decide to like wait in line and actually like do that themselves which a lot of people don't so like especially like for like older people who look at my photos and like see all these kids with like tents and like waiting in line all day for a show and like you know drinking like we waited in line for Brockhampton one time and I literally had like a half gallon of Bojangles sweet tea when we were just like drinking it out of the bottle <laughs> I miss Bojangles so much <laughs> and I have pictures of that and people are like these right yes yeah. if you haven't had Bojangles before I'm so 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 sorry it's yeah, life-changing I miss it too <laughs> as if I hadn't just eaten it on Sunday <laughs> oh well but yeah, so I just thought that was fun. And ever since then, like, I never really stopped. But as much as I love taking photos, I wish I did a little bit more. But like, I'll never not bring a camera to a show with me. Like, yeah. I'm always going to bring my camera. And like, especially if I'm waiting in line, like some of my favorite photos, or even like one time I went to the show in San Diego, it was a illegal civilization show. And we got a free ride from LA to San Diego with these guys that I did not know. I was with my friend Alondra. And I like we didn't know how we were getting back to LA so I was just sitting on the ground outside of a venue and Denzel Curry walks by and I'm like sitting on the ground smoking a cigarette and I'm like oh shit that's Denzel so then I was like hey do you mind if I just like take a quick portrait of you and he's like no problem and I'm like literally I didn't even stand up I just like took it from the ground and you can see my cigarette smoke in the photo but like it's one of the hardest photos I have ever taken yeah, like I love that photo so much. And it was like one of the easiest things I've taken. Like I literally was still just sitting on the ground, like stressing about how I'm getting to LA. But like, oh, cool, there's Denzel. And like, it was so fun. <laughs> I love that picture. Like, I forgot about it until you just mentioned right. it. Like, okay, so name a couple uh, of like the artists that you've like shot just randomly, like throughout the years. Um, I know you shot like. So yeah, Denzel, Kevin Abstract, and like Brockhampton uh Lil Yachty um Amine yeah Claro um mine none of this is like they know who I am at all it's just like happening to like run into them or whatever but it's still so Um, cool like yeah Mikey Alfred from Illegal yeah Mikey from Illegal Civ um Nico from Illegal Civ I love that photo I have of him and there are others that I like when I think back to like my time in LA, I regret so much. Like Wyatt and Fletcher from the garden, like I could have shot them and I didn't ask them and I regret it all the time. Or like Austin Teeks from uh, 
Hips, Little Hollows. Oh, yeah. Like, I was standing right next to him and didn't ask for a portrait. And it's so easy. Like, all you have yeah. to do is be like, yo, like, I don't need a picture with you, but do you mind if I just take a cool portrait? Yeah. Or whatever. And he, nobody says no. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, it's so fun because you don't have to think too hard. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, kind of hanging out and putting yourself in positions so where, like, who knows? like what's gonna turn out it could be a really cool image oh my photos of Nick Winzini um from Holiday Brand are like some of my favorite portraits ever I don't know he's so photogenic and he's just so fun to take photos of um but it's it I love it I just love it I miss it a lot I miss shows because of one taking photos and two just like building those relationships with people Mm -hmm. and feeling like okay I am good at this and like not only am I like doing something that I would do if I didn't take photos, but I feel like I'm doing what I should be doing. of just like taking as many pictures as I can. Well, I love how you said that you were capturing like a community that a lot of people don't see because you're like capturing this like energy of friendship and being out at shows and just like the, the love for music. And that's really like amazing. And it's just such an easy hobby to pick up. And I didn't realize that like the, that first, like, set of pictures that you took of Brockhampton were like some of your first pictures ever like I mean I think I remember us talking about that but like that's just so crazy Mm -hmm. to me because they literally did go viral it was wild yeah I love those pictures so much yeah but so yeah yeah I guess we'll just do you have any more like fun concert or festival stories that you want to tell I feel like we should touch on Lollapalooza a little bit just because oh easy well that lineup was just nuts yeah like I will never ever ever forget that festival ever well and the food was really good you ate like grilled cheese like every day it was so good I mean (laughs) it was like grilled cheese with chicken fingers in it it was so good yeah I really liked the what was it I don't know I should stop (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> talking about food all right we're making you hungry talking about bojangles yeah. and like <laughs> grilled cheese <laughs> it's cool um but the lineup was crazy I remember it's like Billy who I'd never seen before um and she played on like a small stage too which is yeah. so crazy to think about now um Billy Claro Cuco I remember seeing um Basement which is like this punk band that I really like um Licky Lee who I had never seen before love her so much queen um tyler of course brockhampton of course um i remember seeing uzi and being so disappointed (laughs) like you weren't there you went to go see somebody else oh but i've seen him before and i don't blame you at all (laughs) yeah I, i was so disappointed with uzi i still love him but like that was so disappointing um who else like the greta van fleet Yeah, oh, Greta Van Fleet. Let's oh, not. the weekend. Yeah, the weekend. Um, <laughs> no, let's Travis talk about God. the weekend for a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Travis, of course. Kali Uchis, Dua Lipa. Like, oh, my God, that one like, people. even now. Arctic Monkeys. I would. Yeah. Uh, I missed that because I went to go see Travis, but I don't regret it at all because yeah, no. I love Travis, and, yeah. and that was, like, one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. But the weekend, let's just discuss that because I still watch that live show on YouTube because they have the whole set up Mm -hmm. and like get the same amount of chills because, well, Nick and I, Nick is my boyfriend for those listening, but Nick and I had planned on like going to see the weekend and then staying for the first half and then leaving to go see Zed because we hadn't been to any EDM sets um, Mm -hmm. at all for the festival yet and like Nick really wanted to see Zed because like I heard his live shows especially to like end a night at the festival I heard would be crazy yeah and then the weekend started and there was no leaving like there was no way I truly think of all artists like I've seen like I've seen Kanye I've seen like Beyonce or even like Billy Joel or like people that like are known for like putting on really really good shows and I think the weekend like blew all of them out of the park in my opinion yeah. I just think he's one of the best performers and like people sleep on it yeah. like at least his live shows you know he's like one of the kings of yeah. pop but yeah, his live show isn't talked about much I mean his tickets like uh-uh. at his own shows are so expensive so I can understand that because I did go see him like on his own tour once and it was like 150 dollars for like a not even a floor seat and I was like 
this better be worth it and it was oh but- I'll be paying oh I will be paying yeah and uh he because he's rescheduling this tour for I think like March and April of this upcoming year fingers crossed that can happen and it doesn't have to get canceled but it's really doubtful yeah, yeah. I know it's really doubtful but yeah. um whenever he does tour again I will be there oh, and I don't care how much it costs it yeah. is worth it because it was like it was like every bit of it like the visuals the stage setup the you know transitions the the set list like everything about it was like and just him as a performer yeah, too energy like his energy is crazy yeah and like you know his songs are slower and like you mm-hmm. wouldn't think that but he does such a good job of like turning him into medleys or like i can't i can't i want to it's just so good again so bad like that was the best on youtube I girl watched. oh for sure. <laughs> yeah i do that with banks all the time like i watch banks and love sit. her yeah I still haven't seen her live. Oh, we're seeing I her together. I missed last tour because I was broke. Yeah. It's... I needed to work that day. I literally worked for someone else so that they could go to that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I know. Gotta be it selfish was every now me. and then, Allie. <laughs> I know, girl. I didn't have the money at the time, but now I get it, it is what it is. We I'm just so excited when concerts do start. I'm like able to go to whichever ones I want like I will not have to like pick and choose I will go to all of them I don't care how much time I am taking off of work like I'm going yeah or money I'm like I'm seeing every show possible when when they actually come back because I need Mm -hmm. to make up for lost time Mm -hmm. yeah and like that's why we're saving our coin now yeah I'm trying to think like who else was really good at Lala I mean Billy was good I know you said like the the sound wasn't very good from where you were yeah I I was hear her too well (laughs) yeah you were in front so you could hear you would like it was so funny because like me Nick and Ian would like sometimes like stand in the back we'd all show up at the show together and you'd just be like yep I'm going in yeah (laughs) just stay here (laughs) <laughs> and you literally get all the way up to the barricade and come back and be like it was awesome <laughs> yeah well one of my friends was up there and so like he and I were just like oh let's just see how far we can get and it's, we weren't like pushing into anyone but like there's always like a little bit of space if you like, oh yeah way in. so we made it like pretty much to like the second row I'm pretty sure I was on the barricade at one point because she probably came out into the crowd and everyone like panicked and ran all over so there was enough room to like yeah. scooch in but yeah that set was really good. I mean, I saw her at the House of Blues at one of like the after shows, um, but it was like the day before the festival started. It was like Wednesday night. And that was amazing. I had more, I think I had more fun at that one just because it was like a smaller venue. And um, I just love, I loved seeing them. So that was really nice. And uh, yeah, who else was, there? oh, well, Brockhampton was an adventure of a set. That was, we could talk about Dude. that real quick. Yeah. So that that's actually hilarious. So they had dropped those like few singles, the 1997, 1998, 1999 yeah. singles, like maybe a month before. They hadn't had any live shows since then, or yeah. like until Lala with those singles being released. Mm-hmm. So 1998 Truman is like in my top three favorite Brockhampton songs of all time like even though that was a single like I had yeah. I wanted to see that song live so bad so like we waited like we left Post Malone waited um for Greta Van Fleet to finish and Why I had been the first time I saw like, older people in a wall of crowd <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know girl just just to like get killed in the Brockhampton pit yeah but anyway um so like Brockhampton's like about to go on and I tell Nick I'm like whenever they play Truman like I need to be on your shoulders because I want to see how they actually perform this song and like I love that song so much and so Nick's like yeah no problem so then they come out and those fans were nuts like I think it was one of the crazier Brockhampton pits I've ever been in and I've I've been in some crazy Brockhampton pits like they can get brutal like I've had purple knees from Brockhampton pits from like being on the edge of the stage because they weren't even like big enough to have a barricade yet so like my knees are just like I'm getting pushed like into the stage where I'm practically like on stage with them and that was crazy but this was like nuts because dirt is just like flying through the air oh it was nuts but then they come out and they open with Truman and I'm like yelling at Nick like get down like get down like I need on your shoulders (laughs) <laughs> and it's the first song where the pit's like the craziest 
And he literally stuck it out the entire song. I get off his shoulders and he's like hyperventilating because he can't breathe. Yeah. And then he tries to get out of the pit and someone tries to punch him. So he almost threw hands. I'm like, not worth it, not worth it, not worth it. And then we stood in the back and we were the only people in the back that knew their music. And like, I just remember like me, you, Ian and Nick just like jumping around and people were looking at us like we were psychopaths, but like we're at a festival, who cares? Yeah. So. And it was it was so much more fun once we left the pit because that pit was so like disgusting. much more. It was, oh, so it was dusty. Horrible. The people were like so sweaty, and like that's the energy that you want at festivals. But this was like too much. Like it gets to a point where you're like, no, no. Well, <laughs> it was almost like I we all got separated because people were moshing almost like too much. Yeah. Like, and I just remember seeing like. Ian's life flashed before his eyes just like getting thrown <laughs> <I remember> that. <laughs> he's like what are we doing and I'm like how do I even get out of here no it that was, was like almost as bad as like so Travis wasn't even on stage at Govball but when I was leaving like the barricade after Halsey's set um because I needed food and water um because I had been there for eight hours um oh my god Travis's fans were like getting ready because he was about to get on and um Oh, they're crazy. They're insane. And he wasn't even on stage. And there were like, there was like easily 25 minutes until he got on and they wouldn't let me leave. I'm like, I'm trying to make room so that you can get closer up and you won't let me leave. Like, because they were so packed in like sardines, like to the point where I literally could not. Could not move. move. Yeah. My feet Uh, were off the ground. I would cry. My feet were off the ground. Like, (laughs) it was so bad. I would have cried yeah like that's when I get that's when I like lose it because I can handle being in crowds but once I'm trying to get out and nobody will let me or like I'm having too hard of a time that's when I start to panic a little bit yeah but like I do it to myself so I can only be mad I was gonna say like I know I'll get out I'm just like (laughs) move yeah Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's wild yeah I'm pretty sure I talked about that with Clay when he was on like that specific experience like trying to leave before Travis and he was like yeah I'm pretty sure I told him that I was gonna throw up or I was like I'm gay move because he was like Travis fans (laughs) are all straight like they'll move (laughs) it was was so So want to hear my most depressing festival experience yes so first festival I ever went to was Hangout Fest before I knew you mm-hmm. in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And yeah, <laughs> well, the reason we chose that one was because Frank Ocean was playing. Oh, he was and playing three days out. before, yeah, three days before he canceled. Yeah. And then they replaced him with Phoenix, which I really like Phoenix, but like, really Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> like, like-, to, like, come on to, to like replace Frank. And I just remember being there, like, how am I supposed to enjoy this when Frank is not here? Mind, I had a blast. Like, my friend Robin came with me, and we had so much fun together. And we actually went with, like, a group of 15 people. And we got a hotel, like, less than a mile walk from the festival, where that's, it's just so easy. Because, like, we could literally leave and come back. Like, they would let you leave the festival and come back, like, at any point in time. So, like, if I got hungry and didn't want to pay $15 for whatever, we could go back to our like condo place and I could eat lunch and then go back and listen to music. So that was nice. Um, But yeah, Frank canceling. Oh, and then I uh, accidentally took my uh, fanny pack off in a porta potty and somebody stole it. So I lost my ID, all my money, my sunglasses, my phone charger, everything on day two. (sighs) Yeah. yeah, that is not a pleasant experience. Like losing oh, no, girl. Festival is not good, but everything you lost basically everything, like everything, literally everything. I would check lot because it, I think it was actually day one because there was like the pre-show party the night before, which we went to and it was Migos and it was so funny. My friend did a backflip in the middle of the pit, which was <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> but um, it was like actually day one of, of, uh, a four-day festival because it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That festival is really long. Um, And yeah, I would check Lost and Found every morning and I'm like, why would they return it? There's $250 cash in there. Like, of course, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to keep it. Like, why? Just take the cash and give me the rest of my stuff back though. Yeah. You know? (laughs) 
Yeah, and Clay Clay lost his. Like phone. that was my ID. Yeah. <laughs> did you, wait? Did you lose your phone too, or just? Ooh. No, I had my phone. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because Clay um, lost his phone. So well, that's good. Stolen. I'm pretty sure someone oh, stole it. <laughs> so that, that wasn't sucks. Fun. But that's Poor why, Clay. like, I either like have a fanny pack on at all times, or like, even if I have like a small backpack, I'll wear it on the front. It's not a cute look, but it oh, makes sure yeah. sure everything. You safe. would think. I wouldn't take off a fanny pack because that's the whole point is to not take it off. But I was slightly a little too intoxicated and well. just took it off. So that, that's another lesson in and of itself is don't keep valuables on you and get that intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lose all your things. <laughs> yeah, not it was my fault though. Lesson learned. I mean, what you going to do? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh-huh. One thing I do not miss from from concerts and shows is the the stress of losing things. No, hey, so, remember that one time you um decided to break in your uh Doc Martens? Yes, don't ever wear Doc Martens. Brand don't wear Doc Martens to a festival, but really don't wear brand new Doc Martens. I was like, girl, you haven't even. Yeah, I was like, you haven't even broken them in yet, and you're not gonna bring another pair of shoes. I know it's for the look, but like day one, you're gonna die. The thing is, like they're still not broken in like they do not break in like i'll wear them you now a size up. well i don't even think that that's what it was it was just like that the fabric is not like it's too sturdy like they like yeah. how to like break in so i obviously that you learn lessons you learn mm-hmm. lessons i like hate talking about that weekend because i was in so much pain so moving on we still had fun yeah we did <laughs> but <laughs> Moving on, um, I guess, yeah, one, one last thing I want to ask you is um, how, like, which artists you would say you've developed, like, the best, um, like, experiences with or best, like, relationship with? Because I think, like, you have a really good perspective on, like, fan artist relationships and how they can, like, mm-hmm. kind of, sometimes the lines can be a little blurred, but, like, how mm-hmm. you would describe that and, like, artists that you would say you've had really good experiences with. So, like, first one that comes to the top of my mind is definitely Kevin Abstract. Um, He's just been so sweet and kind to me always. Like, I only really see him when they tour or, like, if I went to L.A., I'm sure I would see him. But, like, just the most kind, like, if I need anything or, like, if I want to go to a show and, like, last minute, I'm like, hey, like... I want to see you and like, can you get me the, like a pass or like plus two or whatever? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, the only reason I even ask is because the first time I met him and he like gave me his number and everything. He's like, if you need anything, like any shows, anything, don't buy tickets. Like, just ask me, like text me at any point in time. And he's literally always, always come through. Like never does he like, I don't know. He, I literally haven't paid for a Brockhampton show ever since I like really built a closer relationship with him, which is really fun. And like when we see him in bigger cities, like we don't have to be like in the pit, like we can stand on the side and like a nicer section where I'm not like getting trampled or anything and can see the show like really nice. And like, he's, he's just so nice. So that relationship has been really great because I feel like I have got to see that whole like his whole like solo career like evolve into like Brockhampton and then see Brockhampton take off and see where their career has evolved like as a group um and to see how like Ian has changed like since then um which has been like as an artist like so much for the better um but yeah and then another I think about are like um my buddies that live in Atlanta um Daniel Novello and Kenny Mason um watching that like they're my friends before I was a fan whereas with Kevin Abstract I was a fan before he was my friend but um like I met Daniel at a Kevin Abstract solo show like when Kevin Abstract toured solo for the one and only time after American Boyfriend came out met him in line and then we just like became buddies and like went to every like Rockhampton show together if they went to Atlanta like I was there so me and Daniel could go together and I met so many friends through him and like Kenny was living with Daniel at the time and like we became friends and evolving from a friendship to like I'm 
a huge fan of what they do. Like they make such good music. Daniel just released a single yesterday um, called Thunder and it is fire. Like his sound is so much different. And I'm just like, I had it on repeat for like three times. And then of course, like, have you heard Angelica Drap by Kenny yet? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. played it for, yeah, it's so good. Um, and like just watching those careers like just kind of take off and like I don't know Kenny like when I'm like literally was at their house when they were there were four guys like all sharing a one-bedroom apartment and meanwhile like anywhere we went Kenny's like just jotting down lines and like just jotting down lyrics and verses and anything that comes to his mind like he works so hard Daniel works so hard too like he Daniel's one of those artists that's like never going to like sacrifice like his artistic vision for just like clout or like people seeing him like he is an artist first and foremost before he is like wanting to be a pop star you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um but like I've gotten to see so much of like what the industry is kind of actually like and how it's really not like rainbows and butterflies and roses there are so many other things that come into play for an artist that can really affect their like creativity like I think Brockhampton and Kevin Abstract is like the best example of that because like the industry like after they sign their deal like watching like how much their creative vision changed after Mm -hmm. they signed um it, it just changes a lot And so the industry can be like, it's so beautiful and it's so great. Like it gives so many artists this platform to share like just beautiful work, but then it's not all rainbows and butterflies and roses and I don't know, but it's been really cool to like kind of see both sides or even like tours and like how much goes into that. I know you're really interested in that and like um, seeing like behind the scenes of how like tour organization and stuff like that can go um, and how much is really put into like every little detail and like being able to see that behind the scenes is awesome but yeah no it's true and even like the thing with the industry I mean yeah especially studying it and then doing internships and like seeing people like everyday life what it's like in that and like talking to people who are in the industry and hearing things like it's not just like the artists like the people in it are not like always very nice they're not always like in it for the right reasons and the artists who get involved like I've heard a lot of like good experiences with labels and teams but I've heard a lot of bad ones so it it, it really is hard to like balance and it makes me respect um artists even more than I already do and it kind of makes me a little less like I think when I was younger I felt a lot more like entitled to what an artist like owed me as a fan because I'm like oh I'm like paying their bills I mean like and I wouldn't say this but I see a lot of people like still who say like stuff like oh well I'm paying their bills like so you know they should be doing this instead of this or like you know why aren't they touring in this city like things like that like they just feel like they're oh yeah as if like all of that is in the artist's hands or yeah, control exactly. like sometimes I completely understand like why people think that way but I think that it's completely skewed and wrong yeah you know and it's but like it's growing into that and yeah mm-hmm. it's a lot it's so much like even people that I'm like close with in the industry like they're my friends like I know they love me yeah and like they don't have the time a lot of the times that I wish they did you know like it's been a lot more difficult for me to like find time to go to Atlanta not because they don't care about me but because there's a video shoot this week they have to go to Tennessee to record another you know whatever the next week or yeah all of this is like you know there's so much that goes into it where it's like dude this person actually loves me like and like they it's taxing it's just taxing yeah it's like emotionally exhausting physically exhausting like I cannot even imagine so I think being in it like you can relate as well I'm sure like just being in it and seeing things from both perspectives both sides of the barricade haha Mm -hmm. but like you can see it and you really understand more and I wish sometimes I wish that artists were more um transparent about it because I think it would bring them a lot more like 
you know, leniency from their fans because I think right. fans are like, why aren't you releasing this song? Like, they don't have any control over when things come out. Like, none. If no, you're listening really to this, like, artists have no control over it unless they're like huge mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I'm Ariana Grande, I'm Beyonce, I can drop things whenever I want. Like, then they might or have. Or if you're more, not signed but, at all. Yeah. Or when you're not signed, because then you can. Yeah. That's like, there's, if you're signed and you're smaller or you're not like, and you're growing your label controls everything like not necessarily everything creative but the label controls like when you tour when you release they have to like give you permission to even release certain things Mm -hmm. it's crazy I mean it's it is but it's not because they're the ones like helping the artist yeah like and I get it and I don't, you know, it's yeah. difficult. I'm yeah. not an artist and I can't even like, well, not an artist in the, you know, music sense at all. Yeah. But I can't even imagine the pressures of all of that. Like, yeah. it's a lot. I could literally, I could talk about it forever. I will spare everyone from my rants. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess now we will talk about our current favorites. If you have current favorite songs, artists, albums, you can plug them now. Ooh, boy, yeah. Um, Chip Crumb and the Monotones is really good. Yeah. And I love Devil's Advocate. I think it's like an incredible song. Um, it reminds me a lot of Foster the People, who's like one of my favorite bands oh, ever. Yeah. And it oh gives God, me they, like so it many. It does. Yeah. Right? With, especially with the burn, burn, oh, so good. Um, Tom the Mailman, he's an artist out of Atlanta. I don't know him, but he's collabed with my friend Daniel on some stuff. And he just released a EP that I love. It's, it's so good. Um, it's a rap album. He has this one song called Hero that like I am obsessed with. Like <laughs> I scream sing it in my yeah. car. Um, who else? I really love Rico Nasty. Her iPhone um, remix that just came out was really good. And Dylan Brady produced it, of course. So why wouldn't I like it? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, me and 100 guests <laughs> have a great relationship. Um <laughs> uh what else Daniel of course the song Thunder um so good um what else Brockhampton actually released like uh informal release called with this project called Technical Difficulties like you can really only listen to it on SoundCloud or YouTube or something Mm -hmm. but I think it's some of the best stuff they've put out um yeah that's pretty much what I've mostly been listening to. Ooh, Miley, of course. Oh, yeah. Like, Midnight oh Sky is such a her good covers. song. I'm looking yeah. forward to her. <sighs> the covers are so good. She's just such a talented artist. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, the direction this album goes in. It's, and when does it come out? In, like, late November, I think? Yeah, I think late November. Something like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm I feel like so November excited. 13th. Just, Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But just like reading her um, like explanation of the album and like how it's evolved and like how she started it two years ago and like almost completely scrapped. She did pretty much completely. I'm just looking yeah. forward to seeing like what that sounds like. Kid Cudi announced Man on the Moon 3. Um, so <laughs> that is like, I literally start, almost started crying when I saw that. I freaked out like I need it now I was telling Nick yesterday I'm like I like need it like I haven't felt that way about a new project like in a long time but I need it like it's it's a necessity now that I know it exists um but yeah I change up what I listen to all the time you actually help me a lot because your playlists are like really good so (laughs) I yeah I find a lot of new stuff through you honestly you and Ian are the reasons why I like fell back in love with Miley again really like of course when I was little I loved her yeah but I kind of like wrote her off like not after bangers like I actually enjoyed actually yeah after bangers I enjoyed bangers but like it wasn't my favorite ever like but like I don't know there were some songs on that album that I really liked but yeah you and Ian like totally made me love her again oh my god love that I feel I felt Mm -hmm. similarly though like I kind of like I that was when I started getting into like Tumblr music and so like I kind of like forgot about Mm -hmm. Miley for a minute but then like especially now with all the covers that she's been Mm -hmm. doing I'm like I'm loving this new era but um Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear oh I love Chloe Lilac which I found through (sighs) you obviously 
she's so oh, good oh my god I'll have to yes. say you said that she like I, I'm like she comes up in like I almost really every like episode it. but she's a queen that's why like <laughs> she's so good mm-hmm. no and she's so talented was- I can't wait to see where her career goes because she's got it like, yeah the girl has got it yeah I, um, I think so too and like all the new music she's been like sending me I'm like oh this is this is some next level never been done before this is some professional like like it's just so good like and yeah. so I'm really excited to see where she goes especially now like she's kind of gaining more like creative freedom and I'm really happy about that because it's time <laughs> she hasn't had the control like we were saying and so now she kind of does and I'm really excited to see where that goes and plus like Clay Me and I help her so too. yes oh, love Clay <laughs> miss him um so yeah okay so my quickly my favorites right now my favorite yes. song is sorted out by coin I'm literally obsessed with coins yeah I'm movie. sorry I haven't listened to coin yet like, that's like, fine so. but you should <laughs> I will like, like it's only four songs and it's literally like probably one of my favorite things that's been released this year so good I love them um Indigo Violet is the EP title but Sorted Out is my favorite song and then Mm -hmm. my other favorite which randomly came up last night um Benny just or yeah Benny just released a song with Lily Allen and Flo Millie it's called Plain and it's like so good I think I've listened like 25 times it came out like last night and I've listened on repeat so definitely check that song out Um, I will and then another thing I love right now is the destroy 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 EP by Carly Hansen it's just you know destroy four times but great EP all of Carly's hooks are like immaculate like she has the best choruses ever and like just knows how to put a good melody on a song so love her check her out um other than that uh let's put some social media plugs in right now (laughs) Allie where can people find you on social media um Instagram at Allie Wyckoff with an extra f because apparently there's another one that exists that got the other handle and same thing on Twitter (laughs) but yeah I uh, yeah Instagram I'm not I I love it yeah but I'm not super like super active but I am going to be posting some more photos that I I recently did a shoot that I'm actually really proud of so oh yeah I can't wait to you see can it. find that there yeah everyone follow for her photography she's amazing just go follow her and then other exciting things coming eventually which hopefully yes. within the next few months oh yes but... yes yes Yay. so with all that being said this has been an, another episode of Both Sides of the Barricade. Um, we're at Both Sides of the Barricade on Instagram at B-S-O-T-B pod, acronym and then pod, on Twitter. And you can subscribe on YouTube at Both Sides of the Barricade. My Instagram and Twitter are JTaylorLDR. And this episode will be available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And you can follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. Please leave me ratings. Please leave me comments. I love seeing them. They make me so happy. Um, but all of that being said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Allie, for being on. I really thank you. It. I this hope you so guys fun. enjoyed. And we will see you next week with our next artist. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Bye. <laughs>